violence something that happens unannounced? Or is there a way to screen for it when your son or daughter is dating someone? Are men really so much more violent than women? How can I prevent my kids from ending up in violent situations? What should I tell my daughter about violence? And I'm joined today by an expert in that field, Daryl Jones. He joined the army at age 17, where he spent 11 years serving as military police. After that, he got his college degree and has worked 22 years as law enforcement officer and presently serving at the rank of captain in the state of Florida. He's gained extensive experience in domestic violence and homicide cases, and he's also a husband and father to two girls. Hi, Daryl. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Hannah. How are you doing? Hi. Evelyn says hi as well. She's on vacation. She'll be back very soon. So I'll just jump right in and ask you, based on all of your experience, and since you're yourself a father, what have you taught your daughters? So I have a, so Kendall, my oldest, she's 18. She'll be 19 in about three weeks. And so we have these conversations often. I started way early in her life. And I, one of the first places I started was teaching her that there's a difference between an adult male and a man. Mm. Uh, a male will reach, will reach adulthood, but he may not have the mentality of a man. And manhood, okay. uh, for me, is a is a mental status as opposed to a physical biological status. It's not. It's biology is definitely a part of it. Mm-hmm. You can't be a man without being a male. That's my position. So, um, but just because you're an adult male does not necessarily mean you're a man. And I teach her this because I find that a lot of young women end mm-hmm. up with adult males because they don't know how to distinguish between an adult male and an adult man. So I begin there. Very there interesting. are some differences. There are some differences between the two. Uh, for one thing, a man is a protector. So if you want to avoid violence in a relationship mm-hmm. with a man, you don't have to worry about violence against you if you're the woman, because he is there to protect you. That is his mindset. That is the way he sees the world. It's you and anyone who attempts to come against you will have to deal with him. That's how men operate. Adult males don't operate that way. Adult males are selfish. They're Mm -hmm. self-centered. They have no concept of being the protector unless they're goaded into it. And then even then it's done half-hearted and Mm -hmm probably won't even be a, a, a good protector to, to begin with because it's so mm-hmm. selfish. They're only thinking mm-hmm. about self. Uh, so that I start there. And this is uh, it's interesting because she'll call me now and she'll present situations to me and I will ask her, mm-hmm. sweetheart, is this the behavior of a an adult male or a man? Mm-hmm. Oh, can and you tell me uh, something about a situation? Like, has this come up already? That would be really interesting. Yes, yeah, she's in college now. And she encountered someone who seemed very nice in the beginning, uh, but then he, he would do all the right things in the beginning. Things that, that she saw me do growing mm-hmm. up, I would open the door for her. Uh, I would pull out the chair at dinner for her. Even as her father, I demonstrated these things to her. 
And she remembers these things. So she went out on a date with this particular young man and he opened the door and she's like, oh, dad, he opened the door for me. Mm. Well, a few weeks passed and there were some communication issues. And part of that issue was uh, he would become agitated easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is one of the one of the one of the red flags. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he would he would shut down communication. He would not even try to reason through things, uh, which is another red flag because men aren't unreasonable. Uh, men right. love logic. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh, reason is a part of that process. And so she saw that and she said, well, this is what I'm seeing. Am I on the right track? Right. And I'm like, yes, sweetie, you need to. Yeah. If you continue in this relationship, you need to make sure you stay aware. And if you continue to see these things happening, mm-hmm. then you know you probably need to part ways. You're wasting time. Okay, so shutting down communication, getting agitated easily. Are there other warning signs? Disrespectful, not only to mm-hmm. to the 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 woman or the female in the relationship, but disrespectful to others. A, a disrespectful uh, adult male. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's disrespectful to others will disrespect you. It is just ah, a matter good. of time uh, mm-hmm. because of the selfishness and self-centeredness. Whenever they do not get their way, mm-hmm. uh, here comes the disrespect. Here comes the name calling. Here comes the, the belittling. Men uplift, men build, mm-hmm. uh, men consolidate consensus. They do not agitate. They do not, they do not instigate. They do not uh, belittle. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm married. I love my wife. I'm not going to put her down. She mm-hmm. is a part of me. I'm a part of her. Belittling her, disrespecting her is disrespecting myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm old enough, mature enough, man enough to understand those things. And that's just one more aspect. So I, I tell my daughter, mm-hmm. pay attention how they treat the staff in restaurants. Ah. Uh, it, is, it, is a, it is one of the easiest clues to look for. Yeah. How do they speak to the waiter or the waitress? How do they speak to the host or the hostess? How do they speak to if the owner comes to the table and asks him if they, what? How does he behave when there's a problem? Maybe he ordered the cheeseburger. He yeah, got, yeah. When there's a problem, throw it back yeah. at the at the waitress. Does he yell? Does he? These are all yeah. clues, and these are all things that's Fair. easily observable from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. don't want a man who's who's very neurotic who is very sensitive to negative emotions and then gets irate very easily. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So you it found is, that men who are vi- who tend to violence, they are more disrespectful. They're, uh, they treat people around them. Like they, you see that more in, in the violent men you've, you've encountered. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now you will run into the occasional uh, psychopath who can, easily conceal that. But I, 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 mm-hmm. the other thing I tell my daughter is, you know, even a psychopath can only pretend for so long, but a sociopath can only pretend for so long. You give it 90 days and then that, that outer layer, that facade begins to break away and you start to see the cracks. If right. it's not true, you'll begin to see the, tr- the cracks if you're paying right. attention. So maybe, you know, maybe the first three or four dates, you're in a restaurant, something goes wrong. And, and and they handle it perfectly because they understand they're being watched. They 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 understand that their their behavior is being consumed for mm. observation, and so they'll they'll fake it for a while. But they can only fake it for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So in your experience with violent crimes, usually men or females? What's the what's the ratio? Yeah, usually males. Usually males. It's going to be males. Usually about four to one in my experience. However, that is changing. That has changed in the past. Oh, really? Oh, oh absolutely. Um, and it it seems to me the more prevalent social media becomes, the more masculine females behave. Mm, and okay. That, and that results in more violent acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, even violence against men. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more slapping. There's more drink throwing. There, there's more mm-hmm. uh, outward hostility. Um, it's not just yelling and shouting anymore. It's yelling and shouting while holding an object, whatever that object may be. Well, uh, we call them weapons of opportunity. That's happening more and more. But it's still, it's still... skews toward men, mm-hmm. or uh, I would say adult males. Yeah, being violent more often than than females, but it's that that lead is narrowing, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, I've, we we just had someone on who was speaking about this, and uh, and um, yeah, said that the, the domestic violence cases, it, it, women can actually be quite harmful, like boiling water and really whatever, like scissors, and they could they can. Uh, exert quite a bit of harm if if they want to, and the seeing it normalized in media and movies and everything, that you know you can do whatever you want with men that that increases the the violence among w- women. Absolutely, and in my time in law enforcement, when I first started out twenty tw- over twenty years ago, we were educated on how to respond to domestic violence situations highly volatile situations in, mm. in fact, outside of traffic accidents those are the, that's the number one killer of law enforcement officers is responding really? to domestic violence yes responding to domestic violence situations it, it is uh it is extremely dangerous uh, so interesting tell me about that uh because you because what what happens is when you arrive at someone's home and, and maybe it's the maybe it's the female in the situation that calls the police and you arrive and they they realize the gravity of the situation because now I'm putting handcuffs on their husband or their boyfriend and we're getting mm. ready to take them to jail. And she really does not want him to go because, uh-huh. well, now it's her fault he's going to jail. And now there's a, 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 a situation where now she's on she's on my back and while we're dealing with the husband and, and then they double team you. And, okay. and, and, and it doesn't uh, sometimes it does not end well. Uh, wow. for, for the officers. So uh, then you don't so, go in alone or do you no, have procedures on that? Never alone. Uh, we park in certain ways. We stop, look and listen. There's certain certain ways to, to uh, approach that situation. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward about 10 years, okay, and we get retrained on how to respond to domestic violence situations because it was almost always the the male that went to jail, almost always. Okay. Now we are more clued into, well, who instigated the incident as opposed to who was the who was the ultimate aggressor. Uh, it's just like watching sports or uh, watching football. It's usually the person who applies the last hit mm-hmm. that gets the flag, gets the penalty flag. And that's really? kind of how we were responding to that. 
Now, we didn't see that the instigation wasn't um, observed or even taken into consideration. And uh, and what would happen is sometimes the males were just defending themselves. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't taken into consideration uh, in in, in those days. Right. So now it's, uh, hey, she has marks on her, but how did the marks get there? And we have Mm -hmm. to make sure that the complaint fits what the physical evidence and, and yeah. when it when it doesn't match we have to dig a little deeper and we started end up taking more and more females to mm-hmm. jail for domestic violence um, okay just, right? so there's we, more we just, awareness around that now yeah that oh, there's a the, lot more mm-hmm. a lot more awareness, oh yeah. good very good how can you or can you tell when you when you get to the scene can you tell the difference when you when you look at the woman uh do you somehow sometimes get clued in as to like how violent she'll be or if, like warning signs when it comes to the woman? Body language for, for, for everyone there, for, for everyone on the scene, body language is extremely uh, important. And unfortunately, if children are present, pay particular attention to the body language of the, of the children. Oh. Uh, because the body language would, will of kind of clue you into who the aggressor was. Ah. Even, even if the male is in a highly agitated state uh, mm-hmm. based on what is being said and how the body is being held in certain positions, you can kind of get to who did what to who and and and, and come to a reasonable conclusion. Uh, it takes mm-hmm. a little practice, but yeah, uh, but mo- most most definitely it, it can be done. Okay, so and I mean nothing about how the woman looks or any sort of any physical signs or um yeah typical i don't i don't know how people want to go i don't want to give away the trade secrets but uh it, there, there are people will attempt to look disheveled as uh-huh. disheveled as possible um clothing you know ripped or just not uh just not in a in a neat fashion um hair not in a neat fashion there there, there are things that uh, it may be staged or it may be an accurate representation of what is taking place. Uh, huh. it's, in, it's important to figure out, uh, you know, did, you know, where your own, where your clothes ripped. And this isn't just for, um, the females, it's for the males as well, because we, you, you, you get to these unfortunate, very unfortunate events and, and you, they're staging, they're staging by mm-hmm. both parties because neither one of them want to go to jail. Yeah. So you've gotten to the point where you can sense the staged from the the sincere. Right. Yeah, you give me about five minutes worth of worth of conversation, and we can pretty much get to it. Pretty much get to what took place. Uh, I used to mm-hmm. be really um, who has the scratches. Whoever's got the scratches, the other person goes to jail, and that that that's problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, people scratch themselves. Yeah, uh, or maybe they got scratched when the other person was defending themselves. But you have right. A, a right to do so. Have a right to mm-hmm. defend yourself. You don't have to take physical abuse. You can defend mm-hmm. yourself. But how did those? How did that appear? How did that happen? So these are oh. these these are the things that are taking consideration. And this is exactly why I speak to my daughter. This doing that part of my job is what made me speak to my daughter so early in life. I mean, she. You know, she's eight, nine, ten years old, and I'm. She started I'm already, so early. I'm already pouring yeah. into her. You know how to avoid these situations, 
uh, because these I, I find that and, and I will say in the domestic violence, uh, it still skews more towards males being the aggressor and okay. the female being the victim. Even so with all of this. Even even with all of that, it still skews towards the male. But one thing I did discover is what made me want to speak to my daughter is mm-hmm. these females would find themselves in this situation over and over and over again, even with different. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And that's what we want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because they are not, they're not, they're not picking correctly. Right. Okay. Can we talk about that? I mean, of course, without being victim blaming and all of that, but, but as a mom, I'm, I'm worried. Right. Well, and, and, and so I don't, I don't, um, if, if someone is a, a, a victim of, of violence, well, I guess it kind of does depend on the situation, but uh, under these circumstances, uh, I would not blame the victim, uh, per se, but there are some reasonable, objective thought processes that should go into your situation. If, if you find yourself continuously in this situation, at some point mm-hmm. you have to say, okay, what am I doing or not mm-hmm. doing? At some point yeah. you just have to ask and then, mm-hmm. and then, and then work your way backwards from there. But that goes back to what we were speaking of earlier about respect or, or mm-hmm. witnessing disrespect about understanding the difference between an adult male and a, and a man, mm-hmm. uh, how, you know, uh, men are protectors. If, a, if, if a guy is willing to fight you, he's not willing to protect you. And mm-hmm. that's an automatic act. You're automatically, it should automatically done. No two ways about it. Mark. Yeah. So you would tell your daughter, just, just break it off. There's no, right. there's no saving him. That's and, often and, what and they I'm, say, you know, that they can. And, and I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I literally said these words to my daughter. It is not your job to save anyone. Mm. It is not your job to change anyone. The only person you can change is you. Mm. You can change your behavior, but do not go into any relationship thinking that you're their whatever. You're not their Mm -hmm. guru. You're not their savior. You're not their, no, you are a companion and you are a builder, a shared builder in a life. And if that's not your role, if that's not your position with that person, leave so do you see are there common denominators in these women who always pick the violent men that you've seen usually either an absent father or an abusive father interesting and you you can't identify what you've never seen so if you've never seen a man, if you've never observed his behavior over mm-hmm. time, then you can't identify oh, what a man looks like. So you have to have seen a positive male role model, positive yeah. masculine traits. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what the negative ones look like. You think, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Especially with social media and television, they they always highlight negative male traits. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I completely, I won't call the name of the company, but there's a certain, there's a certain channel on television that once I realized what they were doing, I would not allow my daughter to watch it anymore because every single male, I mean, without fail, mm-hmm. every single male representation they had was either a goofball or an evil guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never loving, never kind, never mm-hmm. protective, never informed, never wise, always goofy, yeah. unintelligent, or evil. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And if if there's no father in the home, and that's all you see on television and social media, then what is your ideal of a man? It's either mm-hmm. a goofball, unintelligent, or evil. And then what do you go out and get? Mm-hmm. Because when they start yeah. demonstrating these negative behaviors, you think it's normal. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, I mean, women, because we are vulnerable, we're going to be vulnerable in pregnancy and birth. We want a man who's capable, who's competent. But if you've never seen that in a positive way, then, you know, you, you fall for the the bad, bad guys. Right. You, you'll accept anything. Mm. You'll accept anything. And as far as I'm concerned, through no fault of your own. Mm. Uh, but that doesn't mitigate the damage. Just because it's not your fault doesn't mean the damage isn't any more real. Oh, it's it's just as real. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. just something to uh, something else to consider. So we talked about the the traits. Anything in the environment where you, when I meet someone, I've you know I always ask about their family, about well, you said absent fathers or neglectful fathers, but uh, for where they come from, because things like this. Absolutely. So we we talked about respect for others and respect for himself. That's also mm-hmm. important. If he doesn't respect himself, he definitely won't respect you. But if he proves to be disrespectful towards his mother. That is a big, I'm not going to say it's an automatic red flag because uh, there may be some instances of abuse, mm. but you should definitely pay close attention mm. to any male that disrespects his mother. Mm-hmm. What if they uh, themselves have had uh, absent, uh, absentee fathers or even... Quite possible, another red flag. And I say that, having grown up in a household without a father. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm unashamed to tell you, um, even though it was very detrimental to me in my early life, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I didn't become a man until I was in my 30s. Oh, tell me about that. So how did you choose law enforcement? You could easily have gone another way in that case. Well, because that had the, that had the, the persona, I guess, of a man, but that doesn't make you a man. Uh, so, so they're the, I had the qualities, but I just they weren't cultivated, mm. and and they weren't cultivated because I never watched anyone do the things that men do, so I could address my emotions in a, a manly way, so yeah. I can address detrimental circumstances in a manly way. Now I didn't do too bad, and of course mm. I went into the army, and I went into law enforcement. So I wasn't, I wasn't, when it came to dealing with people, I was really good at that. Still am, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Uh, but when it came to relationships, horrible. And not that I was a horrible person, but I did not know how to pick mm-hmm. a woman. So what helped you in that regard? A lot of pain and suffering. A lot of pain and suffering. And uh, a realization one day that I cannot go on like this. I had to make a change. And and part of that was, well, now I need to find like, you know, some men to be around, share what I'm going through, and then have them help me through the process of transitioning from adult male Mm -hmm. to manhood. Okay. Is army something you would recommend to do that? At that point, I had already done my 11 years in the army. 
Okay. So the army did not help me become a man. They'll tell you that. But I mean, mm-hmm. uh, to be perfectly honest with you, you go in the military, they train you to kill. They don't train you to be a man. Um, that's, right. that's, 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 that's the point. That's, that's why you're there. Uh, in the process, you might, you might find yourself, but when it comes to interpersonal skills, military mm-hmm. is not there for that. They're not there to teach you how to be anything mm-hmm. better than, 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 than what you are there. So uh, when it comes to your wife, have you given her any training or you know, things that she's not allowed to do or that she should do to avoid violent situations? Yeah. So, yeah, we have this conversation a lot. And they, uh, I tell my wife, I tell, I tell my daughter uh, all the time, and they, they probably get tired of hearing me say this, but uh, you know, I always say, head on the swivel, head on the <laughs> swivel, exit strategy, head on the swivel, exit strategy. Those are my two concerns wherever you go. I don't expect them to jump on people. I don't, I'm not expecting that. Um, but head on the swivel just means be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of what's going on around you. Head on the swivel. And then exit strategy is whenever you go anywhere, have a place to run. Yeah. Have, a, have, have an exit strategy. And while everybody else is, is freaking out and panicking, you're headed for the exit, mm-hmm. wherever, that, wherever that may be. And, uh, and so I kind of I kind of instilled that. Now, I have shown them some things like if someone grabbed them and, you know, mm-hmm. what, what to do in those uh, situations. And I, I'm like, you don't have to be the strongest person in the world to, mm. to poke somebody in the eye. That's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so I, I do I do address some things. Now, as far as um, I, and my wife, I love her so much. But when it comes to body language and, and things like that, she, she's. better run (laughs) just run (laughs) okay good i think i'd run with her (laughs) no poking eyes nothing like that exit no that's fine no like i've never told them how to jump on anybody they should never be offensive that's not that's not their that's not their thing don't offend defend and then run Mm -hmm. and so that's those are the things i share with them okay so um so like i said i two sons and they're very different um so my question is regarding my my eldest eldest he's three so three and a half but he's a he's a big boy very big boy a lot of emotions um yeah you know very quick to frustration and oh boy he gets so frustrated and then i have trouble when he really puts his force into it and so with three and a half i obviously then worry okay i have to set up some things i have to what am i gonna put him into how can i help him not become someone who's dangerous but someone who's uh who's who has positive male traits so at three years old he, he's he's he sounds like your typical three-year-old whether it be a girl or a boy so i the only thing that might trouble me uh would be if he was like cruel to animals mm. uh, and so that because that's usually a telltale especially in children which actually dove, dovetails great with something else as a red like when picking a man if he's cruel to animals Mm. Now that's not the same thing as not liking animals. Some people don't. Some people don't like pets. Now, that's not. A, I don't have a problem with that. But mm. being cruel is something completely different, and that's a definite red flag. And now it could be a child or an adult. Mm-hmm. It's a red flag. So outside of that, he's three. So what you do 
with boys especially uh, girls too but especially boys because they can be really there's a lot of energy there and there's a lot of power especially they, uh, as they begin to, to get older keep them in extracurricular activities find out what mm. they enjoy and and usually the extracurricular activities that involve a lot of running is very mm-hmm. helpful there, yeah, so the run, they run all that energy. Cardio. Out. Yeah, they just run all that energy. Out. Soccer, football. So um, you say I don't have to worry so much about exactly which sport or which martial art, okay, jujitsu or judo or like what. You you can get really obsessed likes. with the details. Yeah, five no five what he likes. Uh, he'll he'll mm. you'll find what he actually loves going to do in there. Right. Boom, keep but if it. I understood you correctly, the army is not something you'd recommend or because i just always thought like, yeah, going to the army that like that's really good for those kind of boys that they get discipline that they get to channel oh, you, oh absolutely you're going to get the discipline and and, and like i said I, I i was grateful for the army because it did give me the intestinal fortitude to push through things that i normally might might not have pushed through without that experience i mean the coldest I've ever been is has been my time in the army. I've never been so cold and, and didn't have any outlet other than just to stick it out. You know, there, there are times where, you know, you end up being very afraid, mm-hmm. uh, but you push through it because you have a job to do. And, and, and there are times where you didn't want to get up at 3.30 in the morning and run mm-hmm. 12 miles, mm-hmm. you know, but you push through it. Mm-hmm. So... So back to the daughters, what would you say, what's the absolute worst case scenario, worst case guy that you can imagine your daughter bringing home? Can you, can you paint him for me? Worst case scenario is someone who is an absolute idiot, but thinks he's highly intelligent Mm, because there's there's no reasoning with that guy. Hmm. No reasoning with it. He's going to always be right. And people who are always right in their own mind will justify any action they take. And that's a problem. There's no self-reflection in a guy like that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's my, and that's my nightmare. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Other signs, physical signs? Physically, I try not to get into the physical things. Uh, quite quite naturally, I do not. If, if, if he's effeminate, hmm. that's going to be a no-go. Uh, really? Yes, yes. Well, effeminate men tend to lack confidence, and they tend to not be protectors. Hmm. Right, because we see a lot of that now, the effeminate men. Yes, you do. Hmm. Yes, you do. Because we've we've, we've feminized boys, and we've made girls masculine. Hmm. Hmm. And so... Um, everybody's emotions are all over the place. And you can't, you know, when, when you're masculine, when you're supposed to be feminine, you don't know how to, you don't know how to stifle the anger. You don't know how to control it. You don't know how to, I, you know, I, I can get angry and use that anger to motivate me to do something positive. Mm-hmm. That's a part, that's a, that's a combination of my masculinity interacting with my manhood. Mm-hmm. As, mm-hmm. If I were an adult male, I would get angry and my masculinity would cause me to go out and do stupid things. Right. Picking fights and 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 and, and completely and thorough selfish behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a man, I, it, it's going to drive me to the positive. Uh, when you're a masculine female, you get angry and you're going to do the same thing that the adult male does. You're not going to know how to channel that anger, channel that hostility, channel all that masculine energy in a way that's positive. 
And they mm. just end up coming off, uh, I was going to say irritating, but so much more than that. No mm. one wants to be with you. No one wants to deal with you. You can't, you, your relationships always end. Interesting. Okay, so you're sitting at the dinner table with this date that, uh, that you're already not, you're not a huge fan so you bring your um, investigator skills out. What would you ask him? What would I ask? I would probably ask how his mother's doing. Mm, yeah, good. I like that. How's your mother? And then sit back and listen for the answer. And if it's just a one, and, and typically what you get now, these young kids are two or three words. You know, mm. I'll 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 have them elaborate uh, mm. more, but. That's a good first. It's un, it's a good first question. One is it's it's unimposing. It, you, you know, there's there's no mm. hostility in in a question like that. It's like you, you, you know, why are you asking me such a question? <laughs> uh, that that response would be like, oh yeah, it's time for you to go, young man. You know, yeah. I just asked how your mother was doing. <laughs> if, you, if that upsets you, <laughs> then you, you told me everything I need to know. Um, just in that. But I, I actually, other than that, by the time he gets to the dinner table, to be honest with you. I've already shook his hand. Mm-hmm. I've already looked him in the eye. Mm. I've I've asked him how he's doing, and I'm I'm looking at his body language and I'm listening for his response. And after that, I, I may not need to ask a lot of questions. Now the the I, I do have an ear, and, and this may sound funny, but I do have an ear for sociopaths. Okay. And I have fun with them. Okay. I have fun with them. I love questioning sociopaths because they 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 think they're so much smarter than mm-hmm. everybody else in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they'll they'll start giving you answers of this, that, and the other. And I remember, and we'll circle back to stuff and see if the answer's the same. And right. uh, it's kind, of, kind of make it a game. It's, oh, it's, do you catch them in something? Right. And so it's it's funny because when my daughter <clears throat> was in high school, she would say, "Hey, Dad, uh, Charlie wants to take me on a date." Mm. I'm like, okay, no problem. Tell Charlie to come by the house, pick you up, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to him. Mm-hmm. She go back, she'll tell Charlie, oh, all of a sudden, Charlie doesn't want to date him. And this happened three or four times, you know, in, in fact, to the point to where she seldom went on any dates in high school. I think she went on two dates the entire time she was in high school. And she couldn't date until she was in her junior year anyway, so didn't leave a ton of opportunity. But, you know, guys would ask her out, and then as soon as she said, you have to come and speak with my father, they'd be like, no, we're out. And that was a very early opportunity to, for me yeah. to explain to her. Say any any mm. guy that does not want to meet your father mm. has does not have good intent. I think I would also be terrified of you, Daryl. To be quite honest, I'm a jovial guy. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I volunteer. I volunteered at, at my daughter's school <laughs> quite often, so a lot of the kids knew me. Yeah, they they, they were very familiar with me, and I, I was the guy who would show up. Yeah, you. I didn't. Yeah, you didn't cut up with me. I didn't let you do things that you weren't supposed to do. I was chaperone trips, uh, but I was the cool dad. I was the funny one. And, mm. You know, they they were all coming to my advice and and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, so and it's unfortunate. So few parents do that today. They don't they don't take the take the time to to vet. Mm-hmm. Who their children are with, uh, and it'd be male or female. I don't, you know, right. I had a son. Uh, 
yes, son, that's that's fine. Go go pick her up. But but either we I need to come and meet you guys wherever you are. You need to bring her by the house so I can you know I would I would mm-hmm. need to see who this person was. I need to because mm-hmm. there's a there's a, a lot of things. I need to look them in the eye. Their pupils dilated. One pupil bigger than the other. The eyes bloodshot. Do I smell alcohol? Do I smell weed? Do I, mm-hmm. You know, do I suspect any other type of uh, drug use? You know, body language. These, these things. They're important. I want to know. I want right. to. I want to see who you're riding around with. Of course, yeah. You know. So my daughter is now five. What should I tell? What should I start telling her? So, look, what would you tell her first? Well, at five years old, I'm just demonstrating. Mm. I'm just demonstrating. I'm showing her. You know, as as dad. I'm getting down on the floor with her and I'm playing whatever it is she's playing with, you know, whatever the scenario is, it's just that spending that time with her. It's uh, watching television with her. Uh, it's explaining things. It's going on hikes and, 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 and being outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's the time. I'm demonstrating the time because she may not understand that five, but she'll understand that, well, daddy spent time with me when I was younger, but you want to be in the club all night. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be unacceptable. You know, it's not like you shouldn't. Know. Well, let me rephrase. You want to be in the club all night, every night. <laughs> I should mm. put it that way. She's going to understand that her man needs to want to spend time with her. So I'm at five and just demonstrating. Now, as I mentioned earlier, she starts getting around nine and, and 10, because that's usually when they come home with, you know, they're in fifth grade or so. And they're like, oh, I got a boyfriend. Okay, mm. now we need to start. Now we need to start teasing out something to say, oh, well, does he treat you nice? Mm-hmm. You know, do you treat him nice? Because I'm I'm, I'm asking her what her actions are just as much as I'm asking her about his actions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at nine, I'm saying to my five, my, 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 my nine-year-old who's in fifth grade, because this actually happened, oh, they, they got a little boyfriend now, blah, 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 this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, how does he treat you? And, you know, how, you know, mm-hmm. is, is he nice? And, and, and just and just trying to get a, a, a feel for her mindset. And then invariably it's, oh, he was so mean to me today. We're not more than okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, actually, I don't need to be together. And then that moves into middle school, which is its own show. Middle school mm-hmm. is its own. <laughs> middle school girls. That's his own show, Hannah. That's, that's an idea for you. That's a show idea for you. Free of charge. Middle school girl. Wow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But um, it, of, naturally, as they get older, you can go a little bit, you know, deeper in, into yeah. conversation. And then yeah. it becomes, uh, you know, the, is he willing to open the door for you? You know, is he carrying your books? Or actually, he's mm-hmm. getting books anymore. They yeah. all got iPads and they got electronic textbooks but if you carry your iPad, your ipad for you mm-hmm. uh, you, you know is there any, is there any show I, I explain what chivalry is and, and yeah and how it's a good thing and uh and then high school is, and, and high school of course is is now more about attitude yeah yeah and and uh we could talk about anger issues and the inability to control one's emotions mm-hmm. um as being telltale signs uh and so there's a natural evolution, but I'm not dumping it on her all at once. It starts very young. Starts really, yeah, just, it sounds like there are a lot of things that we as parents can do and uh, are really staying on top of it. I, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, and I do my best to try to make it a game. You know, I try to make it fun for myself. And, and my daughter, she gets a kick out of it. She, you know, one of the most rewarding things 
that has happened recently. It's about two weeks ago. She called me. She said, Dad, I have you on speaker. I'm like, okay. She's like, it's me and three of my friends, and we're having this debate. And I said, I can't think of anybody else to call that would be better, that would be better than able to guide us than you. So we're willing to go by whatever you tell us. And I'm like, oh, this is this that one phone call is a result of yeah, it's repayment. Constantly well done. Pouring into her. Uh-huh. And, and but, you know, but this this is something that's, that parents tend to 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 miss. And um and, and so when we miss doing that, right. we have girls who become young ladies mm-hmm. who can't identify a man. Yeah, yeah. That's you so know. true. This uh, has been incredibly this, helpful. You know, parents love, parents teach. And the really good parents love teaching mm-hmm. their children. And you have to develop that love of teaching. Yeah. And when you have that, things tend to fall in place. Even even what you what you might consider a hard time becomes a lot easier to deal with when you love pouring into your children and teaching them what's gonna be best for for them down the road. And um and then I tell my daughter, you can make whatever decisions you want to make, sweetie. I said, but you won't be able to blame me for not teaching. Hmm, very good. <laughs> Thank you so much.